Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. Nick Hayes with you. A little bit different this show. No Carmen Braidwood. And uh, no, Carmen has not left the building. She is not leaving the show. But if you're going to replace Carmen Braidwood, you might as well replace her with one of the best. Lee McCluskey, a media legend. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. Nick, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. And it's just very special because it's a very South Australian uh, version of the Experts Podcast. We haven't done it before and we are in the studios of Crispin Co. And Richard Miller, the owner. Richard, a branding expert. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. Thanks for having me, Nick. Uh, mate, can I just say, very mm-hmm. start, yeah. uh, what a wonderful little studio you have here. And uh, for all South Australian listeners, very cool. for very, all South Australian listeners, get involved. If you're into, into podcasting, get in, hit up Richard. To I know he rents out the podcast studio. Uh, you can do that. The yes. reason for this show, and a very different one indeed, mm-hmm. is to get a bit of insight into local markets. And the big word is local. locally. Mm-hmm. What is about local and media? Why do we, uh, why does media love local? Well, because local is your audience, you know, and particularly in a South Australian market, um, we're looking to talk to local ears and eyes. And so while there might be a story of merit from interstate, uh, if there's a good local story, it will always get a run. The, the question is in identifying what is a good story, be it local or otherwise, and also understanding the audience. As a broadcaster, Lee, mm-hmm. and your years of history here in South Australia, and I don't want to date you because uh, <laughs> that wouldn't be fair, but you are in radio, you've been in television. The local element of the story from a production, from a producer side to presenter, it is critical because it is what connects with audiences. It is, but you've also got to make sure, particularly, and I've worked across print obviously for a long time before radio and television, but you've also got to make sure you've got good talent. Yeah. Because it's no point in having a great story if you haven't got great talent who can sell it. And, you know, and I'm getting people as, and I use the term talent, but interviewees yep. who understand what a journalist wants, why and how to deliver it. Now, before I cross over to Richard to find out more about branding, particularly here in South Australia, you have worked in print, you have worked in radio, you have worked in TV and no doubt online. Mm. Which is your preferred medium? Oh, I love radio because there's an intimacy about radio but I love television because clearly it's visual um, yeah. and I think you can get a lot of bang for buck out of visuals. Um, but either, I'm just really curious about people so I don't really care what the platform is. I just love to hear people's stories. Fantastic. Now, Richard Miller, uh, Crispin Co, uh, mm. iPoddy, you've got the, the the little podcast units that run around that uh, people can get hold of and, and a branding expert. Tell me about Brand South Australia because it is a – I've only been here. I think everyone will know on the podcast that I've just moved to South Australia from Perth and uh, it's been five months now. Um, I'm still not quite getting it. Yeah. <laughs> 
South Australia is a very different place of business and and a media landscape which we're going to dive deeper into later. What is it about Brand South Australia? If you are in your in, um, and the per- I think South Australia is the poster boy for great brand because to build a great brand, you've got to build trust. If you build trust in South Australia, you will always be in the door. It's is it who you know, not so much what you know. Oh, look, partly I think I think that it definitely used to be the case that that was it twenty years ago, maybe, and I think we've evolved now because certainly it is about who you know. It can help to get through the front door. But we are smart enough to know that people have got to know the stuff. Yeah. Um, and so you have to know what you're doing, of course. And, um, and, and and that's key. But certainly to get your foot through the front door, who you know is definitely helpful. So from a branding perspective, and there's a lot of businesses, small, medium, large businesses that are out there, and particularly post-COVID, yeah. trying to work their brand into the minds and hearts of those that they're trying to serve – are we doing it well? Could businesses be doing it better? Definitely. Uh, and, and I want to distinguish the difference between brand and branding. Um, branding being the outward facing, um, you know, logos, visuals and etc. The brand is more about who you are when, you, when you're not in the room, what yep. people say about you when you're not around. Absolutely. And brand is about building trust and it's about building emotional connection. You know, the, the utopia for any brand is to become loved. And once a brand is loved, your customers won't go anywhere else. But there is a process to get into that point. And gone are the days now where we used to just put an ad on on one of the three TV stations that existed or one of the three radio networks or the single newspaper that we had. Um, And you could put an ad in there and say, buy my stuff and people would. Mm -hmm. Now, because there are so many media options and so many, you know, so many pieces of information that we consume, cut through is critical. Yep. And so getting that unique selling proposition and the why for your brand is more important now than it's ever been. So this is a national podcast. In fact, it's international. It has no boundaries. But we are focusing on South Australia. and Space and beyond. Yes, let's go further and wider. But, uh, Lee, talking media and its local side, yep. it, it is all about, again, the stories that are coming from the humans and from the people on the ground. And I think this is a really good message for everyone that is listening because they do send, they, they might have success with one particular station or one particular medium, but not so much success with others. And it is, again, just identifying that and the but, local the localisms. Of- yeah, but I think it's about more than simply being local. I think it's about understanding the audience yeah. and understanding because the end user is not the journalist that you're facing or the interviewer. The end user is the mum or dad watching the telly at 6 or 6.30 or listening to the radio. But you would know, as, as the end user is the audience, but the gatekeeper for a lot of people that will be listening here today, yeah. uh, where do I get that? breakthrough but to you and to what your you do audience. By giving the gatekeeper what he or she knows they need for the audience. So I think there's been you know a quantum shift since COVID, the, the way that we want to live, the way that we want to work. So if you can tap into stories that talk about that, so if it's a story about um, being able to produce a podcast from home as distinct from going somewhere needing to do it, if it's about changing in work-life balance, if it's, you know, you're not talking, yes, you're talking to the gatekeeper, but the way to get the gatekeeper's attention is to understand what they want for their audience. Yeah, the keywords. Yeah, and what yeah. they want for their audience yeah. is, you know, the rule of thumb is 
if I'm driving home, what's going to make me go, oh, well, mm. I better go home and turn that on? Yeah. So understanding, given in a, a half-hour bulletin, there's probably only, let me walk you through it, in a half-hour news bulletin, there's probably three or four segments. And going from the back, you've got weather, yep. you'll have sport, you'll have finance, you'll have a little bit of international. So you've probably got two breaks, as we call it, for general news. So if I'm the news producer in the morning trying to work out what stories I'm going to do or choose or send journos out on, I've got to work out what is actually going to make more people want to watch my bulletin than yours. Yeah. So how do I understand what's important to them? And very simply, my media training 101, and it sounds really simplistic, one of the things, most of the things that we care more about are my family, my hip pocket and my backyard. There you go. My family, my hip pocket and my backyard. So if you're pitching me a story, does it touch two or three out of those? That's what we hear about cost of living, price of petrol, um, jobs up and down, you know, developments in my backyard. It it doesn't sound particularly worthy, but, you know, broadcast, well, broadcast journalism is simply a matter of bums on seats and Mm. eyes on tellies. Yeah. Do you think media today, though, has even focused heavier on that even than the time when you were doing Today Tonight or any of the other uh, times in radio and in print. Do you think they focus on that even more so now? I think it depends on the platform. So Today Tonight was relatively long form, so you could tell longer stories and that was also based on a premise of good tabloid television, good guys and bad guys. Can you bring that back, Lee? I love Today Tonight, (laughs) honestly. I miss chasing people down the street. Then were the days. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that... Those kind of programs, again, that longer form mm. storytelling, I think we, we, we're living in a bite-sized world now, aren't we? Absolutely. Richard? I mean, I think we, we, we've kind of almost got to adapt our messages and our content to this bite-sized stuff. But, but I think human beings, they need deeper stories. They need longer stories in that, that they can actually sense and feel. But I think it's about your layers of news. So if your first layer of news is simply that news as distinct from current affairs or something longer form. But the other thing is we have a 24-7 news cycle and our you know news platforms and journals are desperate for content. Yeah. Because what, you know. There's a lot of time to fill. Well, it used to be a six o'clock news you know, when Brian told me. Yeah. Um, and that's a long time gone. There's news virtually on the hour every hour. Mm. Um, so that's a lot of content to churn. So the upside is... If you've got a product or, a, you know, a story to tell, there is definitely a market for it and you can get it past the gatekeeper, but by understanding what sort of stories they need and why. Oh, that's a beautiful segue into this one, Richard, because mm. a product is always a little bit more difficult within media and a lot of people that will be listening to the Experts podcast <laughs> might have a product, might have a widget to get rid of, to sell uh, a financial turnover, but for a brand to find a story. And I think, you know, you can advertise, yes, for sure, Richard, but should brands be concentrating and focusing a little bit more on that earned media or that that media that they have a right to tell a story or they've got to find an interesting way to tell it? Um, the answer is, yeah. I mean, organic interest is always more valuable than paid interest, you know, and, and, and when you're doing a Google search, you're probably more likely to go and skip past the sponsored ads because you know they've been paid for and yeah. go to the highest ranking organic um, search. So that there's a, definitely a case for that. To your earlier point about attention spans, you've got six seconds now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we will scroll through our Facebook feeds and, and all the rest of it. And uh, uh, the outdoor guy, Zoom Media, did a, a research campaign. And when you pass him, you have got six seconds to grab someone's attention. Yeah. What you say after that is a different thing. 
but getting that attention, it's almost like the newspaper headline. You, you've got six seconds to get absolutely. their attention. Um, but yeah, they, you, you absolutely should be sick. It's, it's a fact that 3% of your buying market is actually in the market at that point. Yep. Right. So, and, and your target market, 3% of them are looking to buy right now. It's not a lot, is it? No. No. And I think also when you talk about brands, you've got to look beyond the brand to how does it make the punter's life easier, better, simpler, mm. faster. And that's the message to yeah. be selling. And I think sometimes people focus too much on the product yeah. as distinct from the benefit to the end user. Absolutely. It's 100% about feelingly. Um, the, the, the old cliche is that, that you know, um, features tell and benefits sell. And it's as simple as that. If you if you get someone to feel something about a brand, Apple is my pinup boy for being the the perfect marketed brand. You will rarely see product and price in a, in an Apple ad. They will rarely talk about the features of the iPhone. What's well, the reason for that? Because they're bloody expensive. Well, and but, they put but you off. they're never on sale. <laughs> and they're never on sale. And people will sleep outside the Apple store to get the next version when they could have get it online two weeks later. Yeah. But they've got such a cult following that people will literally sleep outside the store to be the first to get it. It's a lifestyle, Apple. It's, it's, it's a it's lifestyle. It's not a product. No. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've got Samsung, all the main competitors would be spending as much, if not more, on marketing, but they do not penetrate their market the same way as Apple do. Now, you both attended the Meet the Media Adelaide we did. Uh, a little earlier this year, and nothing really new for you, Lee, no doubt, to what you heard and what you saw. But I think as a journalist, you know, of your stature, just to hear from journalists that are running around today, did anything shock you? Did anything sort of raise your uh, temperature or heartbeat on anything that uh, <laughs> you know, came I'm such in? a reasonable woman, of course not. <laughs> no, uh, what, what I was was struck by was just how much, in essence, regardless of the you know the gadgets and the gizmos we use, um, nothing has changed inherently about good storytelling. Mm. Yeah. You know, a good story is still a great yarn and everybody's looking for a cracking yarn. The skill and the talent is, as I said, knowing where to target it and why you're targeting targeting it rather to that platform and how it impacts the audience and understand who the audience is. So my audience on Today Tonight, with respect, was not necessarily an SBS news audience. Mm. Definitely not. So there's no point. There would be people who used to pitch stories to me and I'd have to say, love, have you ever actually watched the program? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... That is where the hard work is. Yeah. You know, rather than just going, gee, I've got a great product and trying to sling it around everywhere, actually understand who is your target market and where are their eyes and ears. Are they ABC regional listeners or viewers? Are they going to be metro under 35s? You know, understand your target audience and where their eyes and ears mm. are. Oh, it's that, yeah. that is gold. And, in, and for the fact that you actually reinforce that there, mm. Lee, because it is definitely a message that comes from all the meet the medias is know who you're pitching to, know who that audience is and consume that media. Don't try to be a part of the media that you're not, you're not consuming because it, you're not going to connect. You're not going to be able to deliver that story. Yeah. Richard, what did you find from meet the media from a branding perspective and also to, from a, a business uh, here in South Australia? How, how did you go with it? Look, I, I, I agree with Lee. I think that the storytelling aspect of what we all do is, is and always will be the most valuable part, I think. Um, I also have another couple of businesses, that are, one of which is, prod, well, two of them are product-based, and, and that was the business that I went to the Meet the Media event to talk about. And I definitely came away, even doing the job that I do as a brand guy, um, the other business that I run called Potty, which is a 
startup business, I came away from that meeting and, and Lee gave me some great advice and I truly simplified my pitch. And I teach businesses all the time how to simplify the pitch. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but isn't it the classic? Yeah. We, we teach others how to do exactly it. Exactly right. When it's our own product or our own business, we, we plumbers, plumbers always have a drippy tap. Um, but I also think you look at it differently because when it's your baby, yeah. You see, you know, you don't necessarily see it warts and all, and there's lots of love and care yes. and concern that's gone into creating a new business. So outside eyes, as brutal as mine can sometimes be, can sometimes be really helpful. No one wants their own children to be criticised. No. <laughs> no. But I, I get that. And I yeah. think that, you know, again, you, you want to be uh, delivering on your own product and yeah. service, even if you're servicing others. And yeah. I think that's that's a big one. Um it's it's really interesting because I think from both your perspectives about uh, Meet the Media, it's only the second time that it actually has been has taken place in South Australia. Right. But I really want to get a feel, and I don't want me to get into too much trouble, and I don't want you both to get into too much trouble. <laughs> oh, here. heck. Bit late for that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Take me back 20 years. Well, I want to understand how South Australia works because I, I obviously started off the program here with a, a little bit of a feel that I am new to, to South Australia. I am struggling a little, mm. uh, and not around the media. Well, tell us how you're struggling, Nick. What 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 are you what are your oh, main I love how you turn struggles, me, Richard? Well, look. <laughs> just lie back on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Think, oh, see, Doc, it's not great. It's not great, Doc. Um, look, I think the struggles are, and to you, you raise that point around. Once you're in, you're in, mm. and I, I I like that because it's not a thick uh, shell that South Australian business has with uh, mm. with me or any other businesses or outsider as you as you like. Um, but once you do break through, it, it's an amazing connections that you can make. They're no South Australians are no different to every other Australian running around. Just do things a little differently, and probably coming from Perth, which is not your Sydney or Melbourne market, no. which is fast, action packed, no time for any real personal connections. Uh, South Australia just has that little bit of a who's who in the zoo and a little bit of, I would say, maybe risk-averse. Yeah, Nick, I was about yeah. to say that because I came here many moons ago having lived, grown up in Melbourne, worked in Sydney, Melbourne, Sydney, and came here. And what I did find is that um, there is a conservatism Absolutely. around yeah. South Australia, which, to be fair, um, stood it in huge stead during the, you know, the financial crisis yeah. because they weren't balancing on the very extremes of life and business. So there's an inherent conservatism which um, can sometimes mean it takes a little longer for something to land. Mm. Yep. But once it lands, it lands well. Yep. So I think you have to understand that. And look, and that's an awful generalisation. No, I think you're spot on. I, I think, you know, very quickly, even in the five months that I've been here, it, that is exactly what I need to do. Mm. Um, I can't be shooting from the hip yeah. or expecting people to work within my timeframes. Yeah. I've got to I've got to play the game the way that it's been played here and played here for some time. But I think what that conservatism definitely leads to in my experience, because I... I there's the smart people will have figured out I'm not from Australia originally, <laughs> but I have been here for 20 that years. Italian accent. I know, so I know, I know that thick <laughs> I European. It was Greek. Yeah. Um, what I, what I've definitely found in my 20 years here is that people need evidence mm. of of something, and being in advertising and marketing, that's often a difficult thing to provide. You can certainly provide historical data and all that, but you, we certainly can't predict the future. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, people are asking you to put your homes on the line to to guarantee a particular marketing campaign is going to work, and you just can't do that. Um, but but if you 
can find a way to provide even anecdotal evidence or, or you know, uh, statistics and facts that something is likely to work and you package it in a way that's easy to understand, then that is definitely a way to break through. It's a, we, we, we certainly can't go in with a fluffy, open-ended proposal that may or may not be. Um, and, yeah. I, you know, the marketing industry and the advertising industry is, is renowned for that, which is why I built the uh, nine-step brand builder. I also think, sorry to interrupt too, I do think there's a bit more licence, and I use the term loosely, post-COVID. Yes. Because I think, you know, as we've come through that awful hell journey of COVID, people have started to think differently about who they are, what they are, what they do, why they do it. So I think there's there's actually some latitude to have some slightly Mm. different conversations. And, um, you know, for me, uh, it was a bit like, well, if not now, when? Yeah. And bugger it, why not? Yeah. So I, I think there's more of an openness um, to at least have some conversations to explore doing things a bit differently. Yeah. The, do you know the other thing I've found, Lee, to that point is that um, there's a lot of companies now that are looking at um, uh, which when when family members take over that sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for generational change. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah the kids are sort of in the business and and during that COVID uh, thing the the. The dads, the parents, the granddads decided, oh, look, you know, I've had enough. I'm going to give up. I'm going to give it away. The kids can run it. Yeah. Um, that's happening more, I think. And and the younger generations in these established businesses want to put their own mark on it. Yeah. And so they're realizing that there is a different way to talk and a different way to communicate to the market. And that is leading to great conversations about brand language. Yeah, oh, this is really interesting because I think, you know, I was going to get myself in a lot of trouble with my next one. <laughs> you still got time. My ne- yeah. oh, all right, I will. I'll throw it. Is, is there a little bit of a chip on the shoulder of South Australian business and individuals when it comes to dealing with the East Coast and also to the West Coast to a degree? Well, to be fair, and I found, because I run my business across uh, predominantly Victoria and South Australia, and I got very cranky for a long time when I established my business in South Australia because mm. it felt like on the East Coast... If you didn't have a two or a three in your postcode, sure. you clearly didn't know what you were talking about. Hey, try run a media company <laughs> in Western Australia with six in front yeah. and try and tell a Sydney or a Melbourne business yeah. this is what's going on. Exactly. So I think there, there's sometimes there's a bit of pushback because you sort of feel like as a South Australian business you have to work that much harder mm. yeah. you know, to earn the level of respect, and again, a broad statement, than many um, fairly average businesses mm that you could compare yourself to in Melbourne and Sydney don't because they've got larger markets, you know. Uh, so is I wouldn't call it a chip on the shoulder, but I would say there is an awareness. Yeah. I, I, honestly, my opinion of it is, I, I, with all respect to everyone, I think we've got to stop talking about that stuff. Yeah. You know, un, un, like they do what they do. We don't do what we do. And often we do it better. Yeah. Um, but it just has to be recognised that you've got to win business on merit. Yeah. And and I think that sometimes we expect to win business here. You know, the classic example was when uh, the Tourism South Australia account for marketing went interstate. Why shouldn't it? Yeah. You know, if if if, if, if they're the if best, they've got, if they're the best at it, let them do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, we've got to get over ourselves with that and, and stop thinking that we can win business because we're here. Especially as a global, mm. we're a global business now. I mean, everything that we do, yeah. it's at a touch of a button. This is going everywhere. Um, you can't think just because of the way that we used to do it. And that, that also comes to my next point is does tradition get in the way of innovation? Because, you know, traditionally the way that we've always done things, 
uh, is that is that keeping us from doing or even, I guess, venturing out to do something a little differently, maybe to do it a little bit better? So, you know, what's that old saying, the um, the definition of insanity? <laughs> yeah. so Continue to do keep it. the same thing. You keep doing the same thing. Result. I mean, I think, yes, you can do it and you can tick the boxes, but surely all of us are really interested in growth and change. And, you know, I'm always looking to, to grow and change and tap into something that I didn't know. Otherwise, I'd be bored witless. Mm. So there is a, to be fair, there is a role for a tradition and traditional approaches, mm. uh, but God, it'd be a boring world. Yeah, I, I actually would re, reframe that a little bit and, and say that it is potentially more about, because of our conservative nature, it's more about pragmatism yeah. and practicality. And we need those people, you know, the innovators need them. I, I heard on a podcast the other day, someone said, you know, an innovator invented the aeroplane, but a pragmatist put the seatbelts in it. <laughs> we all need each other but we've got to respect each other's skill sets the innovators have got to get out of the way when it comes to the practical stuff yeah. and, the, and the practical people have got to respect the fact that innovators are going to think outside the box and come up with some wacky stuff well well done you two you're not going to have me run out of uh, the state with pitchforks uh, chasing after me not yet no I'm working with you Leon Dude, that's a challenge I oh, know it's going to be it's going to be hey um, look we get, we're getting close to the end of the, mm. the podcast so I thought this would be a great little opportunity because you are in branding, Richard, and you are in media, Lee. Mm -hmm. Lee, give me your pitch, what you're doing today, because everyone will know, you know, former uh, front for Today Tonight, uh, a radio guru across the commercial and non-commercial world in print. What does Lee McCluskey do today? I run a um, strategic PR and communications business. So I take great delight in helping people with their communications requirements and mostly the ones that sometimes they don't realise they need. Yeah. So I also do a lot of media training. Uh, I do a lot of crisis management. Um, I do – what I love about what I do is it's so broad – and it's not um, specific to one sector. It's not specific to one industry. And I run those my business across um, Adelaide and Melbourne. The beautiful thing I love about what you do, Lee, is that as a broadcaster, a journalist, you still deliver. Because those qualities, those skills that are required haven't changed. You no. need those to deliver your story. And, uh, and if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do it? Oh, God. They can ring, they can call, they can send a carrier pigeon. Um, well, that's a bit old school, the carrier pigeon. <laughs> what, what about the fax machine? Is that still going? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, my uh, our company name is Macco, maccogroup.com.au. So that's M-C-C-O group, all one word, .com.au. And I've been delighted to chat. Get Lee McCluskey into your business. Uh, Richard, what is it that you do? Well, our love is to find uniqueness in a business and every business has it uh, and most business owners don't know it. You know, they, they talk about what they do, not why they do it or how they do it. Um, and most people, when introduced at a networking event, will, uh, you know, what do you do? I'm an accountant, boring, switch off. Mm. Um, when, when I'm talking about my business at a networking event, I say that we work with businesses to uncover unique selling propositions so unique that they effectively don't have a competitor. Yeah. And so we, we work through this process of the nine-step uh, brand builder, which I developed over the last couple of years. And it goes from top to uh, bottom to top, and it, it digs really deep into what the brand and the business is all about to find that uniqueness. Beautiful stuff. And if people do want to get in touch with you, how do they do it? Oh, my email is richard at crisband.co, and the website is crisband.co. 
Excellent. All right. Now, this is a, this is one without notice to you both because if I wanted to get yes. away... As being, They've all been without notice. I know, I know. This is, <laughs> that's the way we run at the Experts Podcast. We don't give you too much notice on what you're uh, going to be talking about. But if I wanted to get away as a South Australian, if I wanted to pass off as a South Australian, and this is for all the listeners out there, if you, if you just landed at Adelaide Airport and you wanted to jump in a cab and uh, let that cabbie know, well, God, do anyone use cabs anymore? It's all Uber. That that you are not from outside, that you are South Australian, what can I do? What tip would you give me to, to say I am a South Australian? You either have to love or hate the crows or pork <laughs> passionately yeah. in the first part of your conversation and then, you know, consider last weekend's score. You have to be committed, and I've never worked it out, but, you know, pies with mushy peas. Like, yeah. what is that? Floaters. Floaters, yeah. but I've never seen one. Yeah, I've seen them. There used it? to be a car outside the casino and when they turned oh. into a, a posh frontage the yeah. cart was removed yeah. oh mm. oh yeah it's like um uh, frog cakes mm. never frog understood cakes. them what so. about what about Hayes chocolates Lee? well it goes without saying that yeah. it's a superlative product oh my any <laughs> any relation Lee? <laughs> i'll go home and ask the hubby yeah <laughs> my advice my advice would be to get in the uber and say please take me straight to villies Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I, need, I need a pie and a Farmer's Union iced coffee. Oh, jeez, I tell you what, even with that English accent. Well, you're accent. about the crows, of course. Beautiful stuff. Well, Richard, Lee, thank you for both coming on to the Experts Podcast. Thanks for uh, No Carmen Braidwood here today. She will be back next week for sure. And um, she'll be pretty impressed with this podcast because then she'll be pretty annoyed that she wasn't in <laughs> on it. But um, we thank you for your company. We look forward to speaking to you when we get a ch- chance to talk to another expert or another media. Look forward to having your company next week. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.